Good afternoon, guys. I'm in the room with uh, Mark Twight, Paul Roberts. Um, interesting today. Uh, recording in the afternoon is totally different than night, I just realized. Um, although the IPA is still... It, answering Ross's question is like, no, it doesn't actually matter what time of day it is. <laughs> I, tr I try to not do it before noon. But, I mean, yesterday I was kicking up some bratwurst at about 11. Uh, and nice. bratwurst gets cooked in beer. If it's done correctly. If it's yes. done correctly, right. So wh what do you do? You open a beer, you put a little bit in the pan and the lid on the pan and the bratwurst are just in there simmering and looking out at you and like, oh, this, this, this can. It's, it, it's a project. I must finish. <laughs> it's, it's also like lunch if you compare it to bratwurst. Exactly. It's open. And, and, it's and open. but wait, if I just drink this and then have the bratwurst with mustard... I already got my carbs. <laughs> well balanced. It's well you know, balanced. perfect. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just checking out my yeah. macros. Yeah, no bun necessary. Yeah. Um, I had an interesting thing today, which I, I think um, could drive um, some questions. Uh, I, I was practicing a little bit of jujitsu today, and I had a partner of the same level and maybe a similar skill, but maybe a different mindset today. Mm -hmm. So we were drilling some stuff, and I realized, well, First, I got there early, I, I guess I should explain, because I had a, a, a funny um, revelation that I explained to Mark while watching some of the best people that I've ever seen practice jujitsu, And I noticed that within 15 minutes, they did more practice than I was able to do in like two hours. And then it dawned on me like, fuck, I don't know how to practice. Mm. Like, I literally <laughs> don't know how to practice yeah. this thing. And, I, and it, however you want to relate that to, like when I watch people in the gym fucking around, and I'm getting stuff done at a rate that they can't get it done. I'm like, oh, okay. They just don't know how to practice yet. And that any skill that you take on, I think the lesson is like, hey, how do you practice? So this in like very clear in my mind, we, we started to practice. And my whole goal was, okay, it's a very technical class. So my whole goal was like practice better. Like <laughs> practice at a level mm -hmm. that you don't know how to practice. And one of the first things that I recognized is... Um, me wanting more pressure, not necessarily violent pressure. I just wanted a realistic feedback to the actions that I was giving somebody. And this question arose like, why do we need feedback? Like, why is that important? And that, that became kind of the, the question I wanted to raise today. It was like, this is a generic problem or a generic question, however you want to look at it, is hmm. like, we use feedback a totally different way in the gym. Um, so with that up in the air, like, what are your thoughts on feedback? Oh, I, I like the concept of feedback. Uh, it, it depends on, on, on what actually, like when I think of feedback, the first thing I think of is just interaction. Like everything to a, to an extent is interaction and everything is, there's feedback to everything if you're willing to pay attention to it. So that's where my, my head goes. Uh, the pit vipers are out and, and that just makes oh, things shit. so much better. So I'm, much better. So... Which, I mean, just I'm going to take the ball here. Uh, when I think of feedback, the absolute first thing I think of is a guy named Wayne Kramer, guitarist for the MC5, mm -hmm. who I believe is credited for being the first guy to use feedback in a musical context as mm -hmm. a constructive part of the music. Interesting. Takes, that goes mm -hmm. way back to like, well, 
70s. <laughs> yeah. Don't expect you guys to, you know. But I did see Wayne um, when he came back after, you know, various bouts of heroin addiction. He came back and would have been sort of late 90s um, at a small venue in Boulder in Colorado. And I think there were like nine or 11 of us in the audience, something like that, in a, at the Fox Theater up by the, on the hill. And was absolutely amazing. The guy's prowess with the guitar was just, just stunning. And he did provide us with some pretty loud feedback. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. The, the whine of the monitors. I think it's imperative. I mean, if, especially if you're, if you have like a growth mindset and, and that's like what you are after is, is growing and learning, uh, feedback is imperative to the process. Yeah. We, I mean, we've always identified it in the gym in a, in what we do professionally as you know, it's just part of the process. It's like whether I give somebody positive or negative feedback is in complete relation to what I want them to feel and how I want them to change. Hmm. And I think people underestimate the power of negative feedback or they overestimate the power of positive feedback. And I think, um, as a, but I think in, in your, sorry to cut in, but I think in that situation, the, the, only, the way that you can judge what type of feedback to give that person mm. is developed um, by way of a, a, a deeper relationship than someone casually coming into the gym. Because then, then you don't know. Then you just hit, mm. def, you know, your, your default feedback is there. But if you have a, relation, a deeper relationship with a person and a, um, as, as a trainee, you can understand, like, on any given day, what type of feedback is appropriate. <laughs> and, and ultimately, there is no neutral tone of voice, no matter mm. how you tr try to, um, you know, keep it from, you know, going uh, equally balanced between positive and negative. <laughs> it doesn't matter because, um, because that person, even if, if you are totally neutral, the person who is receiving the feedback is... Um, is bringing their own hearing filter to it based on what mood they're in. And their impression and their perspective. And I, th I think yeah. on that, like, yeah, it's true. Like, you need to become a master at what your reaction is because even no reaction can be a, a negative reaction. Mm -hmm. And you got to control that as well. Like, when somebody gets done with an effort and I say nothing... Ooh, that could be that could be the most negative thing that you could ever like do to somebody. Oh, you just yeah. leave them like bobbing up and down on the waves. Like, <laughs> am I drowning or swimming? What? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I, but if you tell me, then I can categorize it and and, and figure out how to respond. Yeah. yeah. I before we get too far into positive and negative feedback, I would like to know like, your guys' definition of those two things, and is it just tone is it what you're saying like oh are you, are you talking about positive being like positive reinforcement like oh you're doing a fucking you're doing a great job versus you could do better is that what we're talking about positive negative or like a feedback loop so well so okay there's a couple different really important aspects there um negative and positive um aren't necessarily negative or positive in in the circumference of what we're talking about it doesn't mm -hmm. mean like a negative a negative feedback isn't just like you're an asshole. That's a negative feedback, but it's a non-constructive criticism. I take, I take that as a positive, personally. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, nailed it. I'm an asshole. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was going for. It's, so therefore, you, it's exactly. positive. Exactly. You, you finally <laughs> saw that? <laughs> I'll try to be more transparent in the future. <laughs> so when I teach um, skill, like sk skill development is one of the hardest things to teach and also develop in an individual. So for our, our barbell stuff that we might teach somebody... 
Um, somebody has remarked on this recently uh, because they came to the barbell class that we do on Wednesdays, uh, which is just an empty barbell for an hour over and over and over again. And, and when weight can't teach the lesson, the vocabulary and the cues and the negative or positive feedback are the only way to teach. Um, so one of the situations in learning to get somebody to learn something, and this, this we're taking people who have never touched these movements before and trying to get them to do a very complex movement means that positive feedback needs to take the majority of what's going on. And I don't mean like, good job, everybody's great, you're awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean that I will pick one thing, one cue at one given drill, and if they do that correctly, the rest of it can be a shit show, but they're getting feedback towards one correct thing. And somebody remarked, um, who has a little bit of experience with CrossFit, they, they you know, were in the group, and they were watching somebody who had never taken this before, and uh, I was getting them to get their hips to elevate the bar, which is a very difficult thing to do, especially given like a clean instead of snatch, because there's no contact with the hip, but your hip is still driving it. And they did everything wrong, except the one thing that I told them. And I said, excellent, do that again. And they looked at me like, that looks like total shit. Mm -hmm. But if you break it down, if, if all I say is, nope, that's wrong, nope, that's wrong, because I'm just looking them for do, to do it perfect, that constant negative feedback loops mean they won't come to the next class. They didn't do anything right. But if yeah. you, but, and if you don't identify the individual um, movement or component of that, 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 that you want them to fix, then that they're never going to improve. I mean, you can't just say that's wrong. You can't, it's just, um, there's a, uh, a, a great little PDF book, um, by a guy, by an old motorcycle racing coach. I think his name is Keith code and it was called the twist of the wrist. And one of the, one of the things that he talks and it's a, and it's a guy who taught some of the very best racers back in the day, how to, how to ride. And he, I think, you know, um, and in, in that it's just that he points out absolutely like you must identify the thing that you are trying to fix hmm. or someone must identify it for you. Otherwise you can't do it. And he just, and it all has to do, you know, in that particular context with cornering on the bike. And it's like, okay, I need, I need to break at this marker yeah. or I, sh I, you know, I braked too late. Well, how do you fix that? Like <laughs> after, no, you, you have to, after your spine heals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put it in sort of a, a, a positive context or some kind of context for yourself to learn or for the student to learn while you're doing it. Well, you touched on something that's really important that maybe we actually glossed over accidentally is that for feedback to work, there has to actually be a goal. And if you're just showing up to a gym and doing what's on the board and going through the actions, no feedback is going to go anywhere because it is intangible to what the feedback is for. Feedback has a purpose, which is I want to accomplish X, like you identified. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I want to take a corner better. Great. Now we can start with negative. Like, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it right. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. Yes, this is the way. And then when somebody feels the right way and they have a reward, there's a little bit of dopamine that goes with that, mm -hmm. Whether no matter what the activity. And what you're trying to spur on is make sure that your cheerleading has a purpose, like everybody's great, everything's doing awesome, just because they're in the gym isn't good enough. The, you need your positive to be powerful, and it's not powerful if that's what most people hear all the time. Same thing with negative. Negative is more powerful the more positive you are. The more negative you are, the more positive powerful it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a balance, and there's a personality trait that goes with this. For sure. And it seems like the, the signal, if it's more tangible like something physical like if you're for, for example like jujitsu and, and there's actually submissions and like pain compliance which is <laughs> a type of feedback is like oh fuck i'm getting choked or oh my arm hurts mm. um that's very strong mm. 
Uh, whereas you, 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 taking a step back, something like verbal is is a little stronger versus like a look or what well, you know what I mean is like yeah, yeah, yeah. there's progressions there for sure. Yeah, and the, the body language thing is interesting. Um, I, I think silence is one of the most powerful things you can have as a feedback for a client, like working with somebody else. <laughs> yeah, that being said, um, there, there is a vocal feedback in sometimes, like when, when we're talking about it in this context, we're talking about getting somebody to reach a goal or getting somebody to make a change. Yeah, 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 that's what the gym does. And this is a very basic thing. But it doesn't mean we are not um, absent-minded of other feedback um, that we might receive, whether that's social media feedback or yeah. whether that's commentary or whatever. And th this works a really interesting way because there's, there's this idea that, you know, um, you'll get a lot of positive feedback and there's one kind of feedback that just sticks out. It's glaring, like, and it's a, a negative comment or it's something that's critical. And if that, the more accurate that criticism is, the more serious we take it. I mean, the, the, the problem, I think, with the, the, the social media feedback, like if you took the comments section away, mm -hmm. there are only two options, which <laughs> is to like or to be silent. Mm -hmm. And so if people, if you close the comments section and it's nothing but likes, mm -hmm. then you're the, you fucking win. Yeah. <laughs> you open the comments section and people start to interact a little bit. I'm not saying that's a good thing because that's, I mean, unless it, you know, for its comedic value, um, <laughs> <laughs> people saying shit, but you know, talking about stuff they don't know anything about. But um, uh, that kind of thing, that sort of binary option, I think, is one. Look, I'd like to be, I'd like to have a few buttons. I'd have a like, like button, uh, you didn't impress me button, which is neutral. <laughs> Yeah, but that's my neutral. You didn't impress me. Um, and then negative. Like we, we could just make the, that that's the black thumbs button, down. Yeah, you know, thumbs or, the, down, or whatever. Yeah. Like thumbs down. Yeah, thumbs down. I yeah. kept scrolling. Ah. Should be a button. Like you Sir, should know that I just moved past. <laughs> too long. Didn't read it. That should be another button. Yeah. <laughs> so there's also the uh, somebody's um, written a post about this recently that I highly dislike. Um, about how their content on their page was derived purely from positive feedback. So that the pictures that they post, the content that they generate, was just what they were giving the people what they want. Which tells me you're not a fucking leader. You're not the person that mm -hmm. you are being. You're just a tool in a cog that's reacting. You're, you're no different than a dog that gets a treat. Yeah. And, and you're like, yeah, I can bark. Yeah, I can do the trick. Look, I did the sit. But... You're just being treated, and I, I try... But, but I'm sorry, cog yeah. implies that you're part of a transmission and part of an engine, and therefore you're pulling something. But no, about, your analogy you, about the dog getting a treat is even better. It's like, I will do anything to please, therefore, you how, know, I'm how about this? start showing my ass. I'm, you're, not you're my a, ass, but... We'll take know. the yeah. cog out of it. You're a synchro and a transmission, which means you're not being used. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> or you're unuseful Both, because yeah. I can get it into gear without a, a synchro. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but okay, maybe the, the dog analogy is better, but it, it you know, I, I try to be really careful on um, not just doing the reward-based content. And, and this goes with this podcast as well. It's like, okay, this is, there's feedback to this podcast mm -hmm. and we're very sensitive to it because we allow criticism to come in. I have a rule of thumb that I will not delete any comment because they're useful whether they're positive or negative. And it just depends on whether they're relevant or not. So one of the first things I do is like, if there's a comment, a positive one, I almost always ignore it. That's totally unuseful to me. 
Hmm. Like, great post. You've uh, and usually, okay, so like it's a robot, most likely. And it's like, great post, follow us. You could be an ambassador for a brand or whatever the, <laughs> the thing is. And then the next kind is the other one, which is just your friends being like, awesome, thumbs up, heart, yeah. whatever. And that's totally unuseful, too. I, I go directly to the negative comments because I want to mm. improve. And so the first thing that I do is I check relevancy. Like, okay, who is this person telling me? If it's a black belt, quote unquote, in the world of whatever I'm posting about, I'm going to listen to that person and I'm going to take as much advice and I'll probably ask more follow-up questions. And this mm. has happened, um, you know, even in, in a small world like grammar. Like, I'll write an article Right, Mark was very aware of this. I'll write an article, and I'm still learning grammar. I'm a fucking high yellow belt, <laughs> <laughs> three stripe yellow belt. <laughs> I would call myself a a strip mall taekwondo high yellow. Belt. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, how many colors in the system? You know, like, <laughs> dude, it's a rainbow. It's a rainbow. That's okay, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. A, yeah, okay, high yellow. Oh, yeah. high yellow. Yeah. Belt. And when I get a comment, I first try to diagnose, as opposed to just taking it personally, like. Uh, and first of all, I don't like the term grammar Nazi. It's called a grammarian, right? You're a grammarian if you are into... A grammar Nazi is just like an anti... Someone who doesn't like Semitic words. Like yeah. <laughs> That's a grammar Nazi. <laughs> don't even... <laughs> just watching Mark's face oh, right now. Shit. So if you're a grammarian... Grammarian. That's a, I, I have a, a URL to buy. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-Semite grammar. Or what? <laughs> oh, hell no. It's going to be way better than that. Perfect. So, so there's this justification, first of all. Like uh, Somebody corrected me a while ago on an old article that I wrote, I mean, maybe five years ago. And I mm. reposted it. Oh, yeah. You hadn't, even, you hadn't received your yellow belt. No, no, grammar, no. I was, grammar I, then. I didn't yeah. even start strip mall grammar. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, obviously, a, a poor education because I didn't pay attention in, in school. And I'm not saying that I should have. I got what I needed out of school, but the lessons in English weren't going to take hold in, in school. You, you learned in school, you learned how to learn grammar. You just didn't learn the grammar then. Right. Yeah, exactly. So now I have to go back. And, and so somebody posted that I, and I fought with it. The thing that they were commenting on, I actually fought with for a really long time. And it was the use of a then and then. Okay. Mm -hmm. and so that's a very clear rule. Like one, one is a time-based thing. One is a, an opposition or a comparison. What happens when it's a time comparison was uh, my question. Yeah. That's fucking confusing. I couldn't figure it out. I looked it up. I just took a guess and I went, then <laughs> I was wrong. And this guy brought that out. I thanked him. And then he told me I should erase the comment. And I was like, why would I yeah. like, what? no, I don't need to. Like, I'm like, if you're okay learning, you're okay letting other people know that you're learning is my, my take on that. That's awesome. But at the same point, like I get, you want to make sure everything's correct and, and that's great, but holy shit, is it worth that much time and effort? Like even that person correcting a then and then like how much effort, like it just seems like a fucking waste of time. He might've not done it for the reason that I appreciated that he did it because I don't know the person, but they were correct. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to get whatever I like. I'm going to turn whatever that experience is into something that I need. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and you're right. Like when people comment, it's usually from a place of authority. It's like, I'm going to correct this person. <laughs> and so and take that, extrapolate it. Now we have like the best armchair strength coaches in the world that are teaching people how to do things which is weird because that means they're not getting paid to do those things. Like if you're commenting on the internet how somebody should snatch or squat or whatever the thing is, you're doing that for free, which means no one's paying you, which means you're actually not a professional, which means your advice is null and void. Yeah. <laughs> At least for the most part. 
Go for it. I, my hands are held together in prayer, but I'm not. <laughs> damn it. It's taken. Uh, oh, shit. I what could, was it? I could grammar Nazi. Oh, okay. You're I want a grammar Nazi dot com. I like nice. I could, you know, I could I could make an offer, but or I could just go to, you know, dot life. Yeah. <laughs> grammar Nazi <laughs> dot life. <laughs> grammar dot uh, grammar Nazi dot me. No, wait, that? wait. No, no, that's um, grammar Nazi dot UK. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> If Ross were here, he might chime in on that one. <laughs> Being totally appropriate, but see, uh, GrammarNazi.life is actually available for a mere $3.88. That's not bad. Yeah. Is it worth it? No, I moved it to the cart, man. Nice. Yeah. I guess <laughs> I want to come back to the, the confirmation and the positive feedback. Um, when I think about <clears throat> confirmation and positive feedback, I, I, I definitely do take that into account. Uh, and a lot of it, I, sometimes I try to trick myself and I, I, I try to believe that I, I don't give a shit what other people think, yeah. but then I realize that that's not the case whatsoever. Um, there's, there's a, there's a definitely a, a circle of people that I do care deeply about what they think. And I, and I actually want confirmation from those people. Mm. Um, so I do pay attention to the, to the positive feedback and not, not everyone by, by all means, cause I'm not trying to like quote unquote, like please or, or like please everybody because that's just that's impossible um now you but, want the respect of your peers and if you've and if you've accomplished something which is worthy of that respect yeah. it's nice to know every now and then like i don't expect it and i certainly don't and i go back to michael's thing about praise you know i look at the you know any kind of the praise comments and my immediate reaction is what the fuck do you know <laughs> <laughs> like uh, well so even on it, a like a person take it out yeah. of the 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 virtual world on a personal note, I can remember the exact day that Mark paid me like the first compliment, and it took a couple years to get. Mm-hmm. And that was the most powerful thing that somebody could ever do if they're. And I understood as like, okay, like you don't you don't just get it because you were in the room and you're in a good mood. You got it because you deserve it, and mm-hmm. like that's the most powerful feedback I could ever get. Is like, okay, I'm on the right route. Like finally, do you I think know. that was just because you you that he never gave it to you before that? Does oh, that yeah, make, yeah. Yeah, the power is intensified yeah. by the lack of it. it just the, like anything, the scarcity. The scarcity, yeah. yeah. And that's, that doesn't mean he's not paying attention. That means I got to keep going and I got to keep trying. And this is, this is part of the deal is like why virtual feedback is so fucking worthless is because it's so easy to just give a thumbs up. It's so easy to give an emoji that's positive and then that person feels great, but they didn't <laughs> actually grow. They didn't change anything. They're just reacting to the ease of making other people feel better, which on the surface, everybody's like, oh, you should just love everybody. And I'm like, yeah, if you don't want anybody to get better, which Mm -hmm. is what the internet feels like to me. On Instagram, it's just like somebody posts a picture, a thing, a movement, and they're like, you're great, you're excellent, you're strong, you're this. And I'm like, well, compared to the rest of the world, they're bullshit. Like, you're garbage, you're not doing anything well. Um, And then sometimes it's deserved praise. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Greg Walsh will write some pieces where I'm like, I like, I'm not going to comment here. That would be completely inappropriate because it'll, it'll fall into the trap of it's too easy to comment. So I'll write him a message like this was really great. I liked this line specifically. And I hope that does. I hope that positive feedback is like Mark's positive feedback as in, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a, you, you might be a grammar Nazi. <laughs> You're a praise Nazi. I'm a praise, <laughs> I'm a praise Nazi. Um, I, 
I, I'm just really careful with praise because yeah. while I learned, uh, I think, a really good way of like, I, I got praise after I deserved it. And I've, I've learned to ignore praise that I don't deserve. Mm-hmm. It, it seems, too, that anymore there's so much positive feedback that when there is a little bit of negative feedback, people don't know what, how to fucking respond to it, and they, they, they completely collapse. Because everything's positive, 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 and they don't know how to respond to any negative feedback. Well, and I don't think we're doing a very good job at, at well, these days, not us, but it's society in general has really, and this is the, I don't want to touch on the like, everybody gets a trophy. Because yeah. some people are genuinely pissed about that. But that is the culture. <clears throat> we, well, we, won't, we don't want anybody to feel like a loser. It's like, well, without the feeling of loss, you can never find yourself. And I think some of the most powerful races or competitions that I've ever had were where I was just demoralized physically. Somebody just beat the pants off of me, cycling or triathlon or whatever. And when I compare those to the wins, which are so rare, I learned nothing in a win other than I I got lucky or something happened. But when I got beat, I have a full-on list of things that I can correct. Okay, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. But the funny, I, I mean, I, when you're talking about like winners, losers, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, I go back to the original 300 job and one of the producers on the show comes into the gym one day and we had like a column, you know, because we, we put <laughs> like we pitted guys against each other. It was an actual competition and there was like the column that with losers at the head of it had obviously more names in it than the column that had winners like (laughs) and and she came in and she just looks at the board she goes you call people losers that's so mean and i'm Uh, it's like i'm trying to produce a product you just go over and write her name on the board yeah exactly Exactly. (laughs) wow without even participating in the competition we know how you were gonna (laughs) perform here um because yeah it, it and this idea of the, the the positive feedback being, you know, when I say, you know, there's praise and I say, well, what the fuck do you know? Most, mostly the praise I just don't trust. Mm-hmm. Whereas the negative comments or whatever, the critical comments, especially, and even, even if they're not constructive in, you know, criticism, yeah, yeah. I, I listen to those. And that is because I'm an advanced user mm. or I'm, ad, I'm at an advanced age maybe but um <laughs> i'll just say that i'm that i'm further along in life and i'm looking for things to fix and yeah. it, and i am hypercritical of my own performance every single time I, and and i will examine it and i will change it and i will do whatever it takes to improve i am looking for things to to work on and to improve mm-hmm. whereas when i was a beginner i just needed to like throw the frisbee again like i just needed the praise um because that's what that's what i could hear in the beginning negative feedback would have just turned me off from whatever i was doing like if um actually maybe not that's what i was just gonna say was there a transition or is it just because when i when i think about that and and i think about all kind of all of us in the room i and when I think about us focusing on criticism, I think that's partly because we're just critical by nature. So we're going to automatically like just focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus on the, but a a lot of, I think a lot of people that I know and respect, uh, uh, like no matter what their profession is, they also focus on the criticism. That's uh, accurate. Criticism should be like, they don't focus on the, the trolling or the benign, like, 
or the or or Off-handed the comment. or even the you know the the father figure stuff where like you can't do that. Mm-hmm. That's not criticism actually, mm. which is what I got lost in there for a second. Mm-hmm. Was like anybody who tells me, oh, you know, you, you couldn't possibly do that. And my automatic response is, yeah, that's kind of negative what they're saying. But my response to it at the time would be, I'll show you. But if that negative, even at the same time, is that if actual negative feedback came in about, you know, lack of commitment or lack of self-discipline or whatever, then I would hear that more than like, wow, that was amazing. I mean, yeah, positive feedback is it, it, it in a way it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can slap my own self on the back and congratulate myself, but, but the, po- but the positive stuff is, is, is fairly unuseful. I'd say the ratio is probably like 20 to one. Okay. Like tw- twenty yeah, yeah. positive comments equal one critic, you know, constructive, critical, constructively critical comment. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think so. <laughs> you guys might not believe this, but I got into an argument on the internet. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I know. Wait, wait, wait. Is this recent? Uh, no, this would be the one that you're familiar with. Um, <laughs> because I read. okay, because because the, that the, and that's the one that got your internet fighting privileges revoked right? yeah or or actually or, you gave me some critical feedback and, and you said it, hey maybe you should use that energy for something else <laughs> <laughs> so we did so we, i took yes. the advice and i i shut down facebook because of, not because of this reason i was getting over it anyway um but a, a fellow self-claimed health professional posted a video that was fucking daily mail or whatever the I, I, something about plant-based diets being the most nutrition based diets or the the highest nutrition possible is through a plant-based diet. And my only, my first comment was just to um, poke and see if they're open for a conversation because this is a ridiculous fucking statement. So I just asked to see the math. I was like, show your math. Um, And they took a screenshot of a salad and a steak. And then that was their proof. (laughs) That's math. That's math. And, and so that's the, that's, that's how I order at Denny's It's like, I look at the picture and I'm like, that looks good. Right. So this person was so far under the impression that they were in the clear, like that they had the upper hand, that their argument was so beyond reproach that... Um, that they could give you a flippant yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I went about what I do, and I explained my position and, and why they might want to rethink that. Now, the idea was not to change their mind. That's a misconception, right? So mm-hmm. later on, after I had my three pages of explanation of why she's wrong and she should actually not say this shit... Um, her, after my reply in depth with research cited and everything that goes along with it, her reply was, I didn't even read it because you're rude. I don't care about you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to read it. What I do care about is that the people that look to you for advice know that there's better information out there. It isn't for you. I don't care. You're obviously incapable of learning, but the other people that read your stuff might go, wait a second. That makes sense. Now, mm. I don't want them to come to me either. Fuck you. Like, if you follow that person, you're an idiot already. But I do want them to ask better questions. And that was the whole purpose of it. And, and the, the feedback for there, like, the, the reason I'm giving them a critical comment back was because this industry is full of bullshit. Like, the fitness industry is just garbage yeah. most of the time. And if you can take the time to put good information out, I think that you should, whether you offend people, whether you do it for whatever reasons you do it. Yeah. There's some superiority complex there. Like, yeah, I like to, you know, poke people and show them how much I know, but also there is a purpose behind it. I think we closed out an episode once with the, with a comment that, well, <laughs> 
we got to go. We're not going to change human nature here tonight. <laughs> and then we signed off. <laughs> um, and I think that's really what you're, that's like the, a Sisyphean task Ooh. of like, yeah, I'm going to roll the plant-based diet up the hill and then it's going to roll back down, you know, because a whole bunch of people get on that boulder and like push it back down on me. And then I'm going to talk about nutrient density and then I'm going to maybe talk about a little jungle action where like, oh, yeah, that particular animal eats once a week. <laughs> because when they eat, they A, gorge themselves on extremely nutrient-dense food. And the other ones who are eating that other way, they're eating all the time. And looking over their shoulder because the other one, I can it, eat that. because it might be, you know, because they know that he eats on Sundays. <laughs> and <laughs> it could be Sisyphean in nature. Like it, it, it I, I could completely see that. But what I see it at, like, so instead of going down the route that you would in, in the, the logical explanation of plant-based diet, I went down just to. Just a glimpse at, at what, and we can, I guess, okay, it's a little bit of a sidetrack because we're talking about nutrition now, but um, the idea of when we say plant-based diet, everybody thinks of eating leaves. And they're like, yeah, I eat salads, and that's what, that's my, that's what I mean. But when we're talking about overall calories, there's nobody um, minus a few people that actually eat that many vegetable-based plant plants. Right, so when we're talking about plant-based diet, we're talking about fucking people eating bread and rice and grains, mm-hmm. and that's those plants. They're not nutrient dense, and that's my point. It was like, how many calories a day are you actually getting from salad? Now, if you're getting your fifteen hundred calories as a female, all from lettuce, fucking good on you, and good luck digesting that. But it's not. When you have a salad, it has walnuts and cranberries and olive oil and dressing and cheese and all other things that are not plant-based most of the time. Okay, like so the calorie load isn't from the plants that you think they are. Therefore, the nutrition isn't as dense as you think it is. And that's the road I went down because I think the misconception was obvious. And I'm not saying, hey, go eat a bunch of meat, all meat mm-hmm. diet all the time. I'm just like, where, like, what are the calories doing? Where are they coming from? And that was the basis of the argument. The feedback... That and I was, was going to say, and she did not respond well to your feedback because, <laughs> because your tone of typing... Mm. <laughs> Purposeful. Was purpo- could, yes, yeah. your, your tone of typing was rude, which is like, and I think this is an important piece of the the, the feedback discussion. Is um, is yeah? Go. I'm going to go back to there is no neutral tone of voice. There is no neutral mm-hmm. tone of typing. There is um, th- that that I that we need to adjust, if, especially as if you're a coach um, and and I'm talking about actual genuine coaching, you need to modulate that tone or the, or the way in which the feedback is delivered if the person's going to be able to receive it and put it to good use. But the way that that was done, mm. which, I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong, mm. is just like, oh, wow, th- uh, this person is attacking my position or, w- or rudely so, and therefore I'll just shut it off. Mm. And so that, that just shuts down learning. And I think we get, it, get ourselves in these confrontational you know, feedback situations, no one learns anything because in that situation, it's all about winning and losing. And I would say, okay, the chances of that being a completely like a waste of time um, for both parties is very, very high. The small chance, though, that I might have won is that she will never fucking post nutrition advice again because she doesn't want somebody coming after her, which is what the effect that I was going for. You say something, you're going to pay. (laughs) <laughs> no, but but Facebook is free, isn't it? 
I not really. I think it costs more than anything. It costs your soul, is what yeah. <laughs> which which I don't have one, so it's free for me. I guess. Yeah. Like you said. Oh, yeah, totally waste of time for me. And in, in fact, for the last five minutes talking about nutrient dense food, totally waste of time. Uh, it could well. We'll have a bigger discussion about that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which would be good. But on that, I mean that that was one thing that 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 was one uh, situation where it, it could have gone. It was a total waste of time to me. Like yeah. obviously, we found that when I quit doing that and we go to write things that aren't a good medium and they're artistic and they're in a in a in a more educational situation or or they're in using a medium like print mm-hmm. which is going to exist mm-hmm. right forever if you will you mm-hmm. know uh, and and i think that's the a little bit of the like the disposable nature of all internet commentary mm. is just uh, it, it it's different it's a different feeling than when you actually applied that energy to um, right yeah and so and this is this seems to be a trend these days um, because i think Again, human nature, you're not going to change it, but people use the feedback loop as an excuse to also, um, it's under the guise of learning, but it's a trap of just getting attention. So people throughout, they're often like, hey guys, what do you think about this? Is like a question because they know that if they, if they try to connect with people, people be like, oh, they're asking my opinion. I feel special. Therefore, if like a semi-famous character or somebody who has a lot of followers ask that question, they'll get a thousand comments of opinions. They don't give a shit. They just got a thousand comments, not, not actual feedback, which they may be able to turn into revenue at some point. Exactly. And it's a, it's a, it's a feedback of dopamine and and they're, they're addicts because that all they do is spend, you know, their whole day on Facebook Mm -hmm. and post. Wait, you asked me a question? Yeah. Or or wait, no, no, no. You asked everybody with access to the internet a question. (laughs) Okay. I guess I'm not special. I'm not like, I'm one of... I don't know how many people have access to the internet in the world. <laughs> All of them, or uh, I don't. You know, we barely do here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, 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 barely. The barely. building that Comcast <laughs> passed by <laughs> for a year straight, specifically today, because I haven't been able to access anything, which has been a godsend in some cases. Yeah, like, it's because it's we're we're towards the end of the month, so we've oh, ate up all done. of our our uh, our bandwidth. They start regulating it down. Shit. I believe the term so, is throttle. Okay, throttle, <laughs> throttle down, throttle down. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's some Ross kind is of, about to throttle Comcast. Yeah, there's some kind of choking involved. I don't know yeah, exactly what that is, but yeah. it's something close to that. So yeah. uh, in this, we can, perhaps we'll, we'll drive this away from the the internet, like most things should be, and bring it back into the context of Jim. Um, obviously, when you work in this business and you have clients coming to the gym on a daily basis. Um, you're working with groups. My question comes to how do you control the feedback for a group or is that even possible? Because we have a hard enough time doing it for one person and we do have this thing, you know, we have a good cop, bad cop kind of deal because that is a way of positive, negative feedback that is in like in, you know, specific investigations is still used interrogation use this negative positive feedback because <clears throat> if okay i go this way and it, oh, i don't like how that feels i will definitely open up towards this way yeah. if that makes sense so yeah. we do use that have you had experience in in the gym using this system in a group of people 
For sure. Immediately when, when you asked me that question, I thought about that. And I, I noticed I do use a lot of positive feedback in a group setting. And part of it, I think, comes with, uh, I think a lot of us are hypercritical of ourselves, especially in a peer no. setting. <laughs> and especially like if, if we're doing something like, you know, whatever, weightlifting, whatever we're doing, and we're surrounded by our peers, and you notice like there's a whole bunch of peer influence mm. and if you un- you you understand or the individual understands that they're quote unquote like underperforming mm. um they're already getting a super fucking strong signal in, of in a physical sense yeah of, yeah of negative feedback so like you touched on michael earlier about like you know if, if all the person's getting is negative 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 that's not that's not that they're not going to grow because of that either yeah. so they do need the positive so uh, a big, I, I think, a, a stance that I take a lot of the the negative feedback that the the individual in a group setting is getting is because of the peers. Does that does that more like and, and that put kind of puts you off the hook in a sense like the, you don't mm-hmm. need to provide that or or reiterate it because they're already if they're a sensitive person and aware of what's yeah. going on around them, they're already receiving that input. Um, silently, if you will, yeah. by the, you know, via the actions of their peers. Yeah. For sure. And that might be a, a part of what we'd call like third party validation. So like if I mm. paid to go to an exercise class and I show up and the person that I'm paying is like, Hey, it's really good to see you. Yeah, of course it is. I write your <laughs> fucking paycheck. Yeah. But if somebody that's involved in the group that is only benefiting if I'm a good person or they actually really do like me being there is like, Hey, thanks for coming. Like, that's cool that you're showing up so often that positive feedback can instill more than the person that's being paid because we took away that monetary exchange. Like the benefit you're getting is totally obvious. Um, But the benefit that other person seems more genuine. So that is a, Mm. it's an interesting group dynamic on that sense. I will use uh, a lot of negative feedback if there's a technical aspect, Mm. like if a, a lift is going wrong or whatever the case may be, it's like, no, 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 no. That's, you're doing that wrong. This is how you do it, or, or correct things. As but far as but what you just said was you you prefaced the comment with a negative with negative feedback. You're doing that wrong, but you balanced it by offering to teach them how to do it right, or by yeah. by, by with it with a teaching point. And so I think that ultimately is is uh, I, I I think in the I don't think it's the best form of feedback, but it is. <laughs> yeah. It's just another tool in the box, yeah. I guess, is mm-hmm. what I, what I would say. But that's but because I've never seen you do negative 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 mm-hmm. like in in that everything has always been okay boom i slap you and then i give you a hug <laughs> i mean not that you're like a hugger but it yeah, seems yeah. like um, a domestic situation <laughs> <laughs> but but Depends on what you're Je- into i'm gonna ask jess if she's okay lately <laughs> but but it, but it's something like that it's just yeah. like look i need wake up wake up yeah. okay here's the issue yeah and you know, and go through and ex- and explain it. And I, I, in, and I'm like the worst, in some ways, at that balanced approach, mm-hmm. um, because I've, uh, I, I, and and I, and I, I maybe I don't know why that is exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know what, and and, when and, I, I, and I guess it's not going to get solved here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess too, whatever you want to be the strongest signal, you're going to use that the most sparingly, right? Yeah. Like if, if I want the negative feedback to be the most powerful, uh, I mean, you, you flood the person with positive feedback and then really give them something negative when they need it. But you need to be self-aware 
to do that. Yeah. You need to, yeah. you're not just reacting, you know, you're just like, okay, I've, I'm, I've got this list in my head and I've got, I'm up to nine positives <laughs> and I'm yeah. dropping the fucking negative right now because <laughs> it's, <laughs> well, it's you know, so I got to set them up. I set them up. I set them up. I set them up. I boom, yeah. they're down. And sometimes they're just the situations are negative or positive that we set up. So it's not all having to be coming from a, a person to a person. Actually, sometimes it's, I want this person to experience something and I want them to, I'll set up a scenario so that person feels a certain way. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, yeah, when people are starting out, I think it has to be the majority of positive stuff. Like, hey, if I want them to lose weight, I need to find a way that doesn't feel so terrible. Therefore, getting them to a thousand, like, hey, you're only allowed a thousand calories of you know dirt and kale and you're going to come in here, I'm going to beat you while you're on the airdyne, they're not going to come back. So for the first little bit, we're trying to ease them into this positive, positive, positive. However, it is proven that when you beat people with a birch switch, (laughs) it's an actual weight loss thing. (laughs) An old Soviet deal, like (laughs) from before the uh, the wall and all that stuff. That's next to making them kneel on frozen peas, right? That is is right next to it. (laughs) Those both seem like very positive feedback loops. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you feel super positive when it stops. The person (laughs) making that person do it is getting a positive feedback (laughs) loop as the... Especially if they are sadist. (laughs) Cries of terror, just... It's a... Same thing. It's very erotic. <laughs> so I, I think it's important to also take into consideration that although we talk a lot about negative, and that that's, I think that's what kind of got um, publicized or well known about Jim Jones being a you know a dark deep you know oh we're really harsh there the truths there are really harsh. I think that was one of the things that was so illuminating because that that ma- that facade fell away at least in the old days mm-hmm. i can't comment on what happens now but in the old days and what was so scary and i thought i was going to be you know made to look like an asshole when i walked in there but the warmth of the place allowed the negativity to actually be useful be useful right? yeah and so hmm. like the the congratulations on just coming through the door the the like admiration that you're in the room and you haven't done, or yeah, you worked really hard, great job. And that way, when the negative stuff came up, like it, like getting somebody to adhere to a lifestyle change or a social change or talking to them about a situation that they wanted to switch, I was all ears because the warmth allowed to it. So uh, there's, a, I think, a big misconception that you know, as they call you know what we do, hardcore or extreme, or you know, we're extreme <laughs> trainers, and they make you do these like terrible things and how people comment on it we're um, extremely honest trainers <laughs> I, I i would yeah that that's something i would probably agree to you know i was just gonna say um i'm a little bit more scared of the warm kind of environment that you painted because i don't trust that i don't fucking trust it but if i go into a place that's honest it seems like that there's gonna be a level there of I fucking hate to say like darkness and lightness because mm-hmm. it's, it's not that, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the negativity, I fucking trust that. And I, and I drawn to it. I'm more scared of the thing that's all nice and warm and cuddly. Cause I don't believe, I don't trust it at and, all. And I would um, contradict what Michael was saying there in, in a sense that, that the, the only reason that the honesty seemed warm is because the expectation was for negative or harsh treatment. Yeah. Like that, like in in the in, in the in the expectation set up in the context of the, of that situation where you're just like, oh, I had to wait on the porch. I had to come with like three hundred dollars burial money. I had to, you know, whatever, all that shit. And I walked through the door and 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 nobody. I don't know that 
it ever happen in there. Like somebody walked through the door and you're like, great to see you here, man. <laughs> I, I don't believe that. I think yeah. that language was written out of the, like, that just mm. didn't happen. Like the, the expectation was to come in and to, to, you know, give your, you know, utmost or whatever. Um, and, and so any, even if it was slightly positive reception of some kind, um, but but generally, I don't think I didn't feel the place was general generally warm mm. in that in that that mm-hmm. same kind of thing. However, um, I would say, and I've, and I have said that, like, okay, you you will uh, risk the social damage of a failed effort if you know you're that 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 the people around you a have been through it themselves mm. um, and been in that position, but also that there is sort of a um, that you will be caught. Like that you would, that there's a safety yeah, net in, yeah. in a sense and not the safety net that, yo, you can do anything and you're going to hit this springy net and bounce back to your feet or whatever. Um, because the, the, the social risk is still, um, sensed. I mean, it's still, it's still sort of present, but when you actually do break down and you actually do fail and you do, you know, get yourself, get yourself into a situation that you can't get out of, there will be help. Yeah. But I think the, the, the big thing there was the, was the, the way that the description of the environment was set up meant that people coming through the door had a very specific set of expectations. And no matter, like if, if someone even acknowledged you coming through the door, you accepted that as warmth. Yeah, and I'm, maybe uh, warmth is is the wrong word, or or maybe it, it uh, kind of it's a word. I mean, it doesn't hides or transposes what I felt in there, which was just a uh, it was different than my expectation. We all made it here, like we mm. all passed through this crucible to get to this place, mm. and therefore it's it's an immediate. And if you keep that filter on the on the organization or on the space mm. or it would whatever, then everybody who passes through the crucible to arrive and 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 be in in uh, is invited to remain mm. in there, yeah. then it's uh, um, I mean shared hardship mm-hmm. or that shared sort of rite of passage or whatever it is, whatever it is, means that you feel that you're part of something, yeah. and that is maybe sort of the warmth in quotation marks well, that, that it, you sense. It would be the honesty that is warm, like like Paul mentioned, is that. So I would rather be a paying um, a patron and be called a client or a customer than to have the false sense of hashtag family. Yeah. And, and I think people try to mask or they try to get this parallel emotional feeling by um, you know artificially deriving this f- close nature and this warmth. And why? Okay, so it was cold and calculated, but it felt warm because for the first time I was in a business and had a purpose to be there and a reason to be there and appreciated for the hard work. And that was the warm feeling, not necessarily that everybody is, yeah. hey, good, like I'm so glad you're my customer because I'm making money and paying my rent. Yeah. I, I think this is a great subject. I think we're getting off the like positive and negative feedback thing. We're getting, it seems like more of like, exclusivity and quality over mm-hmm. quantity and that type thing and uh which is great and I, and I really like that aspect and that's something i think we can definitely get into deeper um eventually and you know one of the things and we touched on it earlier about uh you know you almost want to be known to be an asshole um, <laughs> one of the things that i've said repeatedly is uh you know we care enough to be assholes like we care enough to give that negative feedback. And I think it's important that, that you, one of the things that, that I try to do and, and one of the things I think about 
is I, I truly do, um, and in the, the last few months, this has become super apparent to me, is I truly care about the people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, I care enough to limit that mm-hmm. because there's only so much care. That, that's finite. Mm. Like there's, there's only so much attention and so much care that all of us as, in, as, as people can, can distribute out. Mm-hmm. And if I try to get too much of that, it's the same reason that, you know, when we're, all, when we're talking about this, like what our role is and positive feedback and negative feedback, I also, you know, I'm, I can't help but think about my family. And there's, there's a reason that, you know, I only have two kids and two kids is plenty because the more kids we have, mm-hmm. the less we care about each kid by, because it, because oh, it is, sure. the, I mean, and if, if it's a whole quality one? over quantity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. Alice is my favorite. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Out of your kids. You don't know Colin well enough. Probably yeah. not. There you go. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> just, what you were just saying there, Paul, about that, like the, the, the fact that we do care in these group settings, like we care yeah. enough to be an, an asshole. And it just kind of triggered something in my head where, no, but no one's an, no one's an asshole. You're, it's just <laughs> honesty. However, in a world of expected positivity or nothing but positivity, of everyone gets a trophy, of everyone there's only like and or like or silence. There's this you know the mm-hmm. binary option or whatever. Then if there's only positivity that everyone expects, then when they receive honesty, mm. it seems like a negative thing. Or somebody brings the truth because That's you know, like true. it was positive, 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 and like, uh, sorry, honesty, and they go, "Wow, you're an asshole." I'm like, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true. So it, like, this this became really interesting. Uh, so, um, well, maybe it's a fundamental. Well, it's a difference in training dogs from di- training people, but barely. And so, <laughs> uh, and I, I, when I was first learning to train dogs, shock collar. Well, the, the, so this is exactly the road that we go down because a lot of people have a misconception of what a shock collar is for. They mm-hmm. think that they're immediately going to reprimand the dog and that the shock collar represents a negative state, right? Um, first of all, dogs are very, very intelligent. And if you immediately start with the negative, they will reject anything that positive that comes out from it. So one of the first rules that we learned in training an, a, a dog is that you have to let the collar, uh, what we call nicking a dog. So it's a, a triple tap on the, on a light function around its neck. Um, it is a, a nick is equal to positive because it's equal to attention. So for the first two weeks, you're not allowed to reprimand a dog um, negatively. So there's no using, you're not using the electric shock to punish or to display disapproval. You're only using it for attention basis. So, um, and this is what I would call the same conditioning as when somebody comes into the gym and we say, Hey, good job for showing up. Keep it up. Like keep working hard. Okay. That it's not that hard, is it? And that's a positive because it's, you're, you're relaying that they're paying attention and you have their, your, your attention captivated is equal to positive, but it's not necessarily like you're the best person in the world. And just like the dog, you're not telling the dog, good boy, you're literally just getting its attention. Mm. And so, you know, you start in a small circle, just calling their name, giving them an action and you, you apply the Nick, the triple tap that is enough to get their attention. And they're wondering what's going on now. They're, they're tying the attention to the person saying it, and they know that there has to be a correlation of reaction. So for weeks, this is all the training is. And um, a lot of people are afraid to do this because 
uh, dogs when they're young will get afraid of it at first because it's different. It's not what they're used to. And in some sense, you're demoting what they thought they were in a group and not in the like, oh, you're an alpha male, but in the sense that they have a certain aspect in, in any group. And so when you knock this down, you're, you're breaking down their ego in a sense of like their, their pecking order. And then eventually you come to the reprimand, which is the strong negative signal, which is not necessarily harmful, but it is painful, which means don't do this. And if the dog is intelligent, it, well, so th there's something weird that happens because people are uh, afraid of being the bearer of pain, right? They don't, I don't want my dog to think that I hurt mm. them. No, I want my dog to respect the fact that I have that control. Therefore, there, there's, a, there's a problem that occurs in the trainer when they are unable to apply the proper force in order to get the reaction from the animal. And just apply that to the gym. Exactly. And so there, there's this like, well, if I just do a little bit, like, okay, I'm not, I'm, they're not going to feel it as much, and then maybe I'll just do it a couple times. No, you're actually making it worse because you're not giving them the right signal. And so what we call threshold training, when, when I open the door and a dog loves to run outside, that's a dangerous situation. So we, we train them to understand that the door is the threshold to where they belong, and then they have to they have to look for permission to leave the threshold. So in, in our case... Which was exactly like the gym was, where this door is the threshold. You have to ask for permission to come in. Exactly. <laughs> so there are multiple corollaries yes. going on here. Uh, in Lambert's case, um, he, he's highly intelligent. He's an Aussie Shepherd, so he has no... Um, it doesn't take long to teach him much. Um, phenomenally, though, he, he did the threshold training once, and I haven't had to reteach him since because the signal was strong. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was, I would open the door before when he was a young pup and he would run outside because he thought that was playtime and we didn't know how to control that. And once we learned like, all right, so we're going to set the collar up. It'd been a couple of weeks. He understands the attention signal. He understands all these things. Um, I'm going to open the door and run through it. And then I have a third party person. As soon as he crosses the threshold, he gets a very strong signal of no because I didn't give him the okay to come with me. So he, I mean, full on breaks once he hit that signal, a yelp, a very scary, like something just fucking hit me. Like he was terrified, but he immediately backed up past the threshold because that's when it happened. So he got the, the signal that, man, as soon as I cross this line, that, that's what it was tied to. So he was able to immediately associate the negative feedback <laughs> with the act. Yes, huh. in, in real time, which is what we try to do for people and, and what we continue to do for training for him. Like, I just want to give him, in um, most of our training, like 99.9% .9 of our training, and we still train a couple times a week just to keep up good habits, much like people have to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want him to know that most of this is just attention-based. Look at me, pay attention to me, pay attention to the words that I say. Every once in a while, no. But that's so far off that the no is very powerful that yeah. he'll never, okay, yeah, 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 I remember. And, he, you know, <laughs> like people, dogs really like to test this. They will push the boundaries. So we have one that's like a, you know, a place setting where I want you to sit here. And if, if there's a plate that he's supposed to sit on, he'll, he's smart enough to put one paw off. Now, it depends on my temperament, whether I'm okay with that. But if I let that go, that means I can't ever come back and make that the rule because he understands, hey, but the last, I've made the, the no, I've done this for a long time. And yeah. then it becomes two paws. And then it becomes just his butt is on the plate. And then he's scooting and now he's stretched out. This is a, this is no different than what and I And pretty soon do. he just looks at the plate. And this, yeah, <laughs> yeah this is the, the equivalent of, you know, like 
when somebody is given the arbitrary rule um, to eat a certain way or a certain diet. Like, oh, I can eat paleo diet. Mm. Yeah, but can I have like coconut flour brownies? Like yeah. I'm going to put my paw off. Like uh, the reaction is, now the weird thing in there, this is why we don't agree with arbitrary rules is because people will push the boundaries as opposed to getting the negative or positive feedback of doing something correctly. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Yeah. And I was in that whole conversation. I'm like, oh, well, fuck. Maybe that's why the gym is such a good learning tool because the the positive and well, and mostly the negative feedback is so strong. Whether it's coming from a, a position like a trainer or a coach, but more like so, like if you do this wrong, there's gonna be pain and, 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 and actual. <laughs> physics response correct <laughs> of, yeah, like, of the uh, um of the of the thing yeah you did this wrong therefore the barbell fell on your head sorry could you, <laughs> excuse me could you call 911 yeah, yeah. yeah. um <laughs> you're bleeding it's going to be okay we're yeah. going to dilate make sure you don't have a concussion but we're going to take care of the problem and that that's that's also something that you have to notice in, in dog training is that you have to reinforce things also with care and love not necessarily ooey gooey whatever but there has to be some kind of positive outcome at the end of training for a dog you have to remind them that they are definitely part of this group they're going to be just fine and um uh, you can notice that behavior when you get done with serious training sessions, uh, Lambert especially. It, it was our, the trainer that trained me was definitely very good at describing what was going to happen. Mm. He was like, "Look, you're going to feel bad because you think you hurt him. It didn't hurt him. There was no injury here. It scared him, but it changed his behavior. Because it changed his behavior, he's going to sulk a little bit because." Mm. For whatever reason, like you, you can call it. Uh, you no call one it. wants to have their behavior changed. Exactly, and then when, <laughs> not even and, Lambert, and and even and so obviously, mm-hmm. you know, sort of nutritional counseling seminar. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're gonna what you call this weekend that's coming up, but but when you go back to that that hard rule, mm-hmm. you say, okay, here these are the confines that you need to exist within, and people are just like, no. No, I will. If, if you establish a hard rule, I will resist. It's a human nature kind of thing. Like, don't put me in a cage. Don't put these little walls around me. Don't compress me. Don't restrict my breathing, please. <laughs> and for God's sake, don't, you know, restrict what I can put in my mouth. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, maybe there's the same backlash. Maybe there's the same sulking that we, we don't see because we only see them for the hour. And in Lambert's case, I see him all day. Yeah. And so after his training, he would result into like he would find a corner, he would curl up in a ball, and he would just glare. I was like, oh, man, did I... I was really scared for the first couple of weeks of this. Like, oh, I broke my dog. Like, I, I feel like he doesn't love me anymore. Like, I feel like he's not going to be the same dog. I'm going to make him this robot that just does this thing. In, in reality, once he got past that, it took like a day of sulking. And then the respect came back mm. because he found his place again. And he found the normalcy. And he found like, oh, it's actually okay. I'm going to be okay. And then he actually became more attentive and he became closer and he bonded closer. And this is something that we see happen in the gym. And maybe, maybe it was by corollary or by accident, but people that suffer or get negative consequences together become very, very close. Oh, totally. Um, and, and this happens, maybe it's the discussions that happen after that repairs that, that negative consequence. And that, that's a really not taught aspect of coaching is the, the reparation. And I can, I can raise my hand and admit that, man, I broke a lot of people without the reparation. Like that, that was some incorrect things that I did early on that I've, you know, had to learn to get past physically or mentally or mentally. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, 
I mean, I'm not big on hurting people physically mm-hmm. unless they are a threat, but uh, mentally, I didn't know how to pick up the pieces. I didn't know that, like, yeah, this place is tough, and when you fail, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't understand that that you needed to bring somebody back around and be like, here's how you fix it. Here's how you not be a loser or you mm-hmm. finish the task that I gave you so that you can get the praise that you deserve. Yeah. I think that that right there is important is like you, you give them the negative feedback, however that, that however you're going to do that. But then you, you instruct them like, okay, that was negative, but here's how we fix it. Like, this is how we get back. Yeah. 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 I, I think, and how did I learn that? I don't fucking know. Like I, I it happened at one Trial day and error. Like, well, yeah, yeah. And it happened maybe one day. I was just like, I watched Mark have a conversation with somebody and I was like, oh, oh, he's caring right now. Like I saw the negative part for sure. Shh, don't sh- you shut your mouth. <laughs> you're, you're, you're fucking with my reputation right uh, now, man. <laughs> but, but then I saw the care go into like, okay, they saw the fire. Now they see the extinguishing and okay, mm-hmm. there's some, you got to bring them back. Otherwise, all of this is, otherwise, what, what was the point? Yeah. yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. if, if, if somebody hires you to, you know, if you're being hired, you put into these relationships to, to facilitate growth of some kind or mm-hmm. learning of some kind. Yeah. You got to have a, you got to have the shot collar for sure, <laughs> but then you also need to have treats. I mean, I just like put it as sim- simple yeah. as that or, or, you, yeah, maybe you get a treat, but maybe it's like, okay, I need to be able to show you, as Paul said, the way mm. to prevent this from happening, this mm. shot collar from like hitting you again or, or whatever it is. I, I, and I, I'm going to change tact here mm-hmm. uh, because the very interesting thing we're talking about feedback is um, right now, so far, all of the discussion has been between multiple individuals. Mm. Like we're talking about, I'm giving you feedback, you're giving me feedback, the internet is giving me feedback, these people are talking, they're commenting on my thing or whatever. But we have not touched on the idea of the actions that we undertake ourselves or the thoughts that we have in our own head during any kind of physical effort or physical activity affect how we relate to that activity. And mm-hmm. I'll take it back to, I mean, the, the first sort of formal coach that I ever had is a guy named Steve Ilg. He's got a business um, called Holistic Fitness. And um, he was the first coach I ever hired, first guy that, that I ever worked with. And, and that was sort of uh, mid-90s. And although at that time the relationship, you know, the coaching and, and, and trainee relationship, coach-athlete relationship didn't last as long because we, had a, um, we, we didn't see exactly eye to eye, a decade later, 12 years later actually, I turn up at a bike race down in Durango, Colorado. Steve's there on the start line. We're roughly the same age. And, uh, and we're... And we're talking about different things and partway, and I think it was partway through the race. And I'm just like, and, and the right when this, this, you know, the, the, the big climb started and I was just grimacing and he just goes, Hey man, soft face and rides on by. And like, and not only was he in the process of dropping me as he casually commented. And I just started thinking about this whole thing of like, okay, if I have a grimace on my face, what is that? I'm just reinforcing that this is hard. But if I just relax everything on my face, I change the feedback loop to a different one. And then it goes down the road to breathing. And if I'm in this, you know, 
situation where I'm in the gym or I'm having a you know, hard effort on the bike or skiing uphill or whatever it is. And I'm just like this individual we were talking about in a previous episode where I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you're breathing. There are two situations in life where you are breathing in that way. You're either fighting or you're fucking. <laughs> Both of those things can be highly stressful. <laughs> Depending on what you're fucking or, or maybe you're, you know, maybe you're on the receiving end of it or whatever. But, um, but, the, but that kind of breath of breathing, if it's just left out of control, well, your mind is going to go out of control as well. If I control my breathing in that situation, I soften my face, I relax my breathing. Wow, I can control how this effort is affecting me. Uh, that that's such a fucking good subject because uh, this is one thing. I mean, I understand the um, opposing action. Telling somebody relax is a ridiculous thing to do. <laughs> oh my god! It, it's yeah. like the, it's like it's as if you never said anything. Oh yeah, and to think about like how do you try to relax? That in itself is contradictory, yeah. right? Yeah. Try to relax. Yeah. Wait, what? an effort to do something that I'm not doing. Okay, so mm. there's a paradox there that's really interesting, but it plays out bigger towards when we want people to make the best changes, whether that's performance or, or a, a body composition thing or whatever it ends up being, we're trying to ease them into it so that the, the, the result is the longest lasting sort. We don't want this to be so hard. So again, when we teach, like, teach people like, don't panic, don't panic, don't yeah. freak out, don't send the signal that this is hard, you know? And, and we think about that in a couple different ways. Um, I think about the question is like, why do you want this to look hard? Well, because we've been conditioned to say like, if we look like we're going really hard, people are gonna be like, good work, we like get hard work. We get yeah. praise, yeah. Yeah, the praise comes from, man, you worked really hard. Yeah, I worked really hard and that was contradicting, mm. that, that, actu that hard work was actually in contradiction toward, um, of the objective that I have stated I want to achieve. And this mm -hmm. is where positive feedback becomes a fucking problem, especially for, okay, you've just rewarded somebody for acting. You didn't reward them for the actual output. And when we relate, or when we separate the two, then you we didn't have... reward them for output in relation to the goal. Exactly, you rewarded them for yeah the show of yeah. output. And, and instead, what we lead to is like, well, we have a you know twelve thousand CrossFit gyms around the world where people, no matter what their output was, they're flopping around on the floor like a dead fish, sweat angel, and yes, yeah, so, and getting feedback for mm -hmm. it. Now, that doesn't mean you can't go to a place where that is the only fucking thing you can do, because as we described in a recent article. It's not a negative or I, I, I like to be very neutral on whether people are laying on the floor now based on who that person is. Now, if that's somebody who um, can't control their actions and they have no control over what they do and so they just want the positive feedback by lying, like acting yeah. like they've given a hard effort, stand up, use your legs, get off the floor, walk around, control it. But if it's somebody... Who I know is like, if I saw a Paul character who I don't have to question anything that that guy does, I know that it's with a purpose. Like whether he, whether he was to quit something early or quit an effort early or, um, you know, for, for some odd reason, I'm never going to question the integrity of that work. So if I saw you laying on the floor, okay, that's the place that you need to be because mm -hmm. there, it's not that you need to control your actions. It's that you do whatever place you went, you deserve to. Yeah. Um, that, that's one case. And one of the problems that we've had in training people that talk about this stuff, whether it's an athlete or an actor is that we're trying to ease them into it. We're trying to make this the easiest process possible. And then they will negate that by talking about how hard it was later because yeah. they want the social 
positive feedback in a fitness magazine or whatever it ends up being is like, I worked hard. I did this. It was six hours a day of nonstop. I like ate nothing. I suffered because they want the, oh man, you really worked for that. Good job. When they already got the fucking thing, they don't need, if they wanted to help people, they would do their best to get other people into a position that they felt. Right. And if they agreed with like, man, I feel really great. I feel healthy. I made a good transformation. The ideal should be, how do I get other people to do this? Well, don't fucking talk about it like it's impossible. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't create a giant gulf between your acted out effort and what other people could, could actually achieve. Mm. But I still think, you know, that this, uh, I mean, we've had this discussion a lot, but especially in, in the wake of some of the movie training jobs and, you know, uh, is that somebody goes on, you know, okay, work really hard, but it wasn't that bad. Like we've never killed any trainee. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. open. Yeah, exactly. So, so past 10, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can't predict the future, but, um, but the, but this, this idea that, okay, we can't, um, that, that it wasn't that difficult. Yeah. But no one wants to say that after the fact. Right. So, um, because, uh, um, because then they won't get praise in that moment. But if they do, as Michael said, like, oh, it was really hard and it was rough and I did this and I did that. And you're like, you know, like well, I look back at that and I go, well, you're, you're, you didn't train six hours a day. You're a fucking lying, man. You were only in, <laughs> in the gym 90 minutes a day with me and it wasn't that bad. Um, but you can't say that because then there, there isn't, no one will respect your accomplishment mm. in the sense of, oh, everybody thinks this must be brutally hard because that's what they're conditioned to believe in a way. And so I would prefer that if any of the trainees that we had would go on to, you know, in those post or the, the, the press interviews, the press junket, the talk shows, this, that is just to say, hey, you know, it, 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 was, it was difficult. But it was not impossible because yeah. if it was impossible, then I'm just a fucking actor. I wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah. And, um, and, and then and create a, 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 a way, like Michael said, don't, you know, don't give feedback that tells other people it's impossible. Give feedback in the sense that makes it accessible. Make these things normal because I think this whole idea of, of like flopping around on the floor after the workout of talking about how fucking brutal it was and like I'm a savage and you know, it's fucking beast <laughs> let's, mode. Let's all not the say time. savage. Like, That's oh, a... it, yeah. <laughs> I, it, I mean, but you say all of those things and they, and, and what they do and what those words say, I mean, basically it gives people the Heisman. I mean, it stiff arms yeah. people. It keeps them yeah. out of, from even trying it, you know, because, uh, um, because they, I don't, I don't want to experience that. I'm, I, I'm, I want to sit on the couch and transform magically or whatever it, it is. So like, this goes back to the whole honesty thing. And somebody goes, man, that was brutal. I was like, no, it wasn't. Yeah. No, no, just, it was difficult and difficulty's Okay. And so when somebody relax the face and walks past you and you go, why am I trying so hard and losing is the best <laughs> feedback you could possibly get. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think, I think you mentioned one time, like, yeah, if, if you just relax, it's a little bit easier. And I developed this thing in bike racing where to remember that I would chew gum. I would chew oh, gum. That's, that's huge. Yeah, because like, if I can chew gum in a in a in an event where people are sucking in oxygen and you know scraggling about like trying, <gasps> and then if I'm chewing past them, they go, "Oh fuck!" Hey, I did it. 
to make to remind me that it was easier. When it got bad, I just tucked the gum in the back of my cheek. I just fucking suffered like yeah. everybody else. But it got people to quit earlier, which I loved. Like if they think it's mm-hmm. easy for me, they're just gonna give up. There's not even a they're not gonna even try. What it, what is the trick there with the gum? Because I actually um did some some long range mm-hmm. like single course mountain bikes mm-hmm. or not mountain bike uh, dirt dirt bike stuff mm-hmm. and uh, I, I pretty novice but I, I started doing it and like just crazy arm pump crazy mm-hmm. arm pump but one of the guys who I was with is super experienced he's like chew some gum so, I started chewing gum and it's like holy shit yeah just so much more relaxed there's a couple of things and maybe Mark can elaborate on this because I know he knows uh, more about it I did it mostly for the saliva. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I don't have to drink water so I can continually release saliva and the mint is a little bit of a, a dilator or a, like a you know breathing it lets a little bit more oxygen and mm-hmm. if it feels cooler like the air coming in feels cooler there's a feeling to that um, is related to like not blowing out your grip I don't have it's enough just, is it just relaxation I, th- I yeah, think yeah. It, yeah, I think it just gives you something else to concentrate on yeah. in, in, in a sense or or just this this sort of mindless thing but the um, which is similar to relaxing the relaxing the face. Yeah. Like you, can, if you're chewing, you can't grimace. Mm-hmm. Like you can't send the feedback to your brain that it's hard. Like because you're chewing. Yeah. I'm just I used like, to. I used to. Like, yeah. And if it's tasty, and you're just like, man, I love cinnamon or whatever, or mint <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, and, and if it's uh, if it's uh, this might be anecdotal. Um, yeah. <laughs> but when you watch the best performances in the world, like. Okay, there's some different sports. There's some different things that we could come in, but the gymnast that gets a ten is relaxed. Oh yeah, it looks yeah. It, it looks easy, right? Like it, from from the outside, and right. and no matter the the level of execution, no matter mm-hmm. the technical difficulty or or the, or the the outright effort that's that's being expressed, it it's just like oh, that's a that is someone who has mastered the discipline, mm-hmm. and that's why it looks easy and mm-hmm. therefore foreign. You did, like people don't associate like accomplishment at that level in terms of athleticism mm-hmm. with it being easy because it's not for them because everything is fucking hard. When they, they tried, it, it was fucking hard. It was super hard, yeah. and and if and and. And, and thinking that that okay, that's the gateway that I have to pass through. That's what I have to express is this fucking difficult thing and blah blah blah. Because if if I do it and make it look easy, mm. like what 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 the hell is like? I, how am I going to get any praise? Like yeah. how am I going to get any positive feedback for doing something that was easy? <laughs> and so now we have a juxtaposition because like they're also. I mean, people will win things and look like they're just tormented through this thing. Like there's plenty mm. of Ironmans where they're like oh, crawling yeah. across the line, which are. I mean, it's not sometimes under their physical control. Sorry, let me just say Julie Moss, exactly. 1985. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but when I when I see somebody finish something and it was grueling and it was hard and it looks hard and you know that they suffered, they're probably not going to be able to repeat that because it yeah. is in line with a negative consequence. On the other hand, you see somebody like Usain Bolt run easily and wave to the crowd before the race is even over. You're like, okay, that guy's going to be a champion for a while. And so... In that thing, like it doesn't mean you can't go to a place that is so hard that you can't control your facial expressions that you have to like crawl across the finish line. That's totally acceptable. Just understand that because it was so bad, it would be very hard or impossible to repeat if Mm. that's if that's the association you you draw between those things and you hold on to it. Mm. And I think there's a there's a piece of like, okay, I need to I need to disassociate myself from the difficulty. Yeah, there is video footage of me flopping around on the ground across the finish line or whatever mm-hmm. um, afterwards. And I just can't look at that because I'll never because I remember how that 
what that pain felt like. And if I don't relish that pain, I'm not going there again. Oh yeah. I have not done another half Ironman since the first one because I can, (laughs) my face was probably very similar Mm -hmm. and crawl. Like there was a moment in my head about a mile from the finish line where I was like, I think I could handstand walk this faster. Like my legs are so (laughs) fucked that I couldn't, like there was just no motor control left. And by thinking that, they got more fucked. Exactly. And by, you know. Internal feedback. Yeah. Probably stronger than external. Kind of finishing. I never wanted to do that again. I I, I think you're you're right there, Paul. Mm. Internal feedback is far more powerful than external feedback mm. if you're sensitive to it. Like yeah. one, I think you have to develop an awareness of it and a sensitivity to it. Um, and, and that, that in itself is a, probably a lifelong sort of process. Whereas positive, you know, external feedback is immediately achievable and easy mm. for anyone. Oh, right. It's cheerleading. Yeah. And that, and that's maybe the disgust I have for it is that, you know, maybe this is something that we might be able to articulate in this is that, when you can find, when you can derive true internal like positive feedback and negative feedback and you can trust that internal model and you don't need somebody else to give you the feedback now you're really practicing now mm-hmm. you're really learning and that would go back to exactly what i experienced this morning of understanding that okay they have feedback mastered and on that note and on that i think we've circled back to the beginning yeah paul you got anything no, that's where exactly I was going. I was going to relate it to see if you uh, got the feedback you wanted this morning. So <laughs> I did. that's awesome. <laughs> Have a good day.